Stephanie Lugo, ex-corporate 9to5er turned top producing realtor and coach. Along the way to growing a top 1% attraction-based real estate business, I became obsessed with all things marketing systems, scaling, and social. But it wasn't always easy, and I remember what it felt like to lack the confidence, direction, and know-how to make it happen. So I created the Market Authority Show to share simple, actionable, step-by-step help and inspiration to build your dream real estate business with help from timeless principles and today's cutting edge strategies. Here, we always keep it real and never shy away from the topics that you are dying to know more about but can never get a straight answer to. Clients, growth, family balance, failure, and how to navigate an ever-changing real estate industry are just a few of the topics that we're gonna tackle together. Whether you're just starting out on your real estate journey or you've been around for a while, we've got a few tricks up our sleeve that you'll want in on and all are welcome here. So let's dive in. Welcome back to the Market Authority Show. Stephanie Lugo here, your host, and I am so excited because today I am joined by Zeke Rempel, dear friend and editor of my YouTube channel. So I'm super pumped that Zeke is hopping on here on the podcast. I'm actually shocked that we haven't had him as a guest before. He has actually been my video editor for my YouTube channels for the last three plus years. He has been a video editor for social media content for the past seven years for multiple organizations, and he is now the founder and CEO of XYZ Media. We're going to cover a lot of topics during this conversation. We're going to talk about the value of creating content, whether it's short form or long form. We're going to talk about tips on how to start recording content yourself for your real estate business. We're going to talk about where to start on buying recording equipment, AI tools that can help, and You know how it is on the show. This is just a casual conversation amongst friends. And Zeke is a great friend. So I am super excited to bring him um, to you guys and cover all things YouTube for real estate. So let's hop on. Hey, Zeke, welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. Oh my gosh, the pleasure is all mine. I, I think it's so funny that we've worked together as long as we have and we haven't done this before. Like, how have we not had you on the podcast yet after two years of the podcast? It's so crazy to me. I don't, I don't know, but I love working with you. So I'm just thrilled to be talking to you on the show. Awesome. Well, the feeling is mutual. Let's hit it. So for those who haven't um, really been able to work with you yet, I know a lot of our colleagues in the industry have been able to, which is amazing. And I'm always sending people your way. Um, you work with all kinds of different clients in terms of content creation and coming up with really great social media strategies. But for those who this is their first impression, first time meeting you, share a little bit about um, just how you got to where you are today. Sure. Uh, So I came right out of college and I got um, hired by a company and I started uh, editing podcasts. And um, I wasn't really in the audio field, but I was really integrated to kind of help generate the video content. And because video podcasts were just on the rise. So as I began editing and learning all this stuff, we got more YouTube clients and stuff like that. And I start to understand like the power of video content, because obviously video content is, you know, uh, you know, it's what's the word exploded because YouTube is, you know, crazy, crazy cool. And they've been around for a long time. But video podcasts were kind of was kind of the door that I got into it. And so 
um, yeah, that's how I kind of got started in, in editing it. And now I just help people. I, I'm all about, you know, personality, authenticity. Um, I'm like the top of Gen Z. So I try to help people really understand that uh, being on video content, you don't need to be your pristine self. You know, there's so many people, I mean, specifically in real estate that are on YouTube, just giving you stats upon stats, standing in suits uh, with like a green screen background of like a sunset. You know, there's the, there's many of these videos. Mm -hmm. And I try to challenge people to be themselves. I mean, my studio here that I have, I have like movie posters in different places. I like to, you know, try to explain to people that, People want to know more about you and connect with you. And video content is the best tool to do that. And that's kind of like the cusp of what, like that opens the conversation of what we're probably going to talk about. But yeah, that's kind of how I got to where I am today. I started my company this year and yeah, just love working with all my clients and helping them create the best content possible. So I, I, I've loved working with you and I love that. I never really, when I, when you and I started working together, it was in 2020 and I was like, listen, I, I know that video is important. And I had had my YouTube channel for a while up at that point. Really no strategy, editing videos myself. It was kind of a disaster. And that's actually why I keep those videos up on my channel. You can see them back from like back as far as 2016. And they are so cringe. They're so bad because at the time I was like, well, if I'm going to make videos, like surely I have to do everything myself. I have to shoot them on my camera, I have to be able to edit them myself and I have to come up with all the content myself. And by the time you and I kind of hooked up and started doing this together, I had just had my first son and he was a newborn. And I was like, the only way I can stay accountable to continue creating video content is if I force myself to get uncomfortable. I have to hire someone to help keep me accountable and who's gonna help me do all of this. Um, and at the time it was, it was like really scary because I didn't know, not necessarily whether or not it would be worth it. I knew it would be worth it, but I didn't know if it was something that was like sustainable for me. And now looking back, it would have been way riskier and way less sustainable if I had just done it on my own. So is that something that you see with, um, the people that you're working with often, or was that just kind of like a unique experience for myself? No, I'd say the best clients understand the value of when they it's time to hand that off video editing specifically because uh youtube can be a, i mean very it can be a very scary place because there's a lot to do i mean nowadays you look at the youtube analytics app and it's like i don't even understand some of these things that they give you um and it can be scary and so i my best client comes to me and says, Hey, I've been trying to do this for a while. I need to hand this off because at that point they understand that, you know, a lot of people come to me in the beginning, like I want a YouTube channel and I'm like, okay, like, what do you want to talk about? What kind of videos? Like, what do you want to build a business? Do you want to just be a content creator? They're like, well, I just want to be on YouTube. I don't really know. And I'm like, well, you got to go on like a self journey to figure out what exactly you want to do because you're not going to understand the value of it. I mean, I do help these people in some cases, mm -hmm. but I, there's a, there's a really good step to take when you understand the value and you hand it off and then we can even elevate what your vision is uh, because everybody has a unique vision for their content. Um, like you, Stephanie, everybody has unique um, goals and dreams and aspirations and video content can come align with that. And we just wanted to pretty much facilitate that the best as possible. 
Yeah. And I, I definitely feel like that was, that was kind of the journey where, um, it was just prohibitive to like keep doing everything myself. But as soon as, as soon as you and I started working together and I started seeing myself as like, not necessarily a professional content creator because I'm a realtor, like I'm in real estate and I coach realtors. Like that's my job. That's really what I do. But the, the medium by which I'm able to meet more people and do that has been social media since like the very beginning. And as soon as I feel like I took it seriously enough to go in and commit to like actually giving it that full measure approach, like everything changed for, for my content strategy. Um, and it, it wasn't even necessarily you telling me what to do. It was just having a little bit of more perspective and the collaborative aspect of it so that I wasn't so alone. So like when you do get those new relationships, you get new clients, what does that process look like for you to help get them to that place where they can really have that vision and then execute on that? Yeah. So I spent a lot of time in getting to know them. Uh, one of our key components that I think really makes us different than I am, I'm always fighting against the people on Fiverr and Upwork because you can charge them. I mean, like I have people at, as low as a dollar that you can have them edit your video. I mean, I don't know what they're going to give you, but what makes us different specifically is that we get to know you and we figure out who you are as an individual and an editing style, a brand, you know, we, we, we get any kind of brand guides that you have, any type of aesthetic that you have. And we mold content around you versus around the generic YouTube formula. And so we spent a lot of time. I just, I mean, I, recently I just spent constant Zooms. If you're not in the Phoenix area, if you're in the Phoenix area, you can come in and sit in my studio and hang out with me. We'll hang, we'll just talk about stuff that I'm working on, maybe that you want to work on. And we spent a lot of time just talking. And I get to know, like, what's your favorite Netflix movie? What's, you know, what treats you like? You know, do you want to drink my Red Bulls that are in my studio? I, I, I take in a lot of, yep, yep, you got your Celsius. <laughs> I recently switched all my um, energy drinks in my studio. <laughs> I know. Um, I, I snagged this one and then I saved it in the fridge so I can have it while we're recording. Nice. What flavor? Is that the peach flavor? Yeah, it's my favorite. This is like, yeah. I'm going to tell Bryce, like, I think that we need to have these at the house. <laughs> mm -hmm. They still, they're not like, I mean, like they're of the healthier energy drinks. I mean, as a video editor through college, they, they just throw energy drinks out at you <laughs> all the time. So it's better, but you know, anyways, if I could get off of my good, I, or I would, but I spent a lot of time getting to know them. And from there, we talk about what kind of content fits them. I mean, I mean, we, I know we'll probably talk about this later on, but there's so many different types of videos now that you could be creating with like, you can you know, attack the algorithm with short form content. You can attack live streams. You can attack uh, creating the traditional YouTube video. And there's pros and cons to each of these. Each of them have their own challenges and they're hard to tell their own stories in their way. But in that journey, I'll tell you, hey, I think you should do a video podcast because you're not quite ready to be on camera and you'll work your way up. Or maybe you're, you know, creating YouTube videos. And I think, Hey, there's a lot more reach. If you splice these up into short clips, um, you can get more people on your channel, stuff like that. And then from there, um, yeah, then we just start editing and creating. And the first, I always tell people the first three months of when we start working together, uh, it could be disappointing because YouTube can be disappointing in the beginning and that's okay mm -hmm. because there's, I can't, I don't know the specific stat, but there are so many new channels that spark on YouTube all the time and people will upload like 
video game playthroughs because they just want to try it. You know, there's constantly new videos coming up. But once YouTube starts to realize that you're you're taking this a little bit seriously, the algorithm I treat it as like almost like a person. It's like a relationship. And the more energy and time and consistency that you pour into it, the more it will reward you. So as you begin to treat that relationship with the, any algorithm, I would say on any social media platform, you'll start to grow a little bit. And then after that like three month stint, we have a big meeting and we say, hey, you know, you've accomplished this and this is great. Let's look at your data. Let's see what's worked. Let's pivot in some areas. Let's maybe do something else. And a lot of times I actually have this conversation with people that YouTube is not for everybody. Uh, a lot of times people will start to create content and they're like, you know what? This can't really, doesn't really fit into my small business schedule or I'm having a hard time figuring out what to talk about or I'm not seeing you know, the growth that I want to see right away and I don't know if I have the patience to wait for it. Then I'll say, that's totally fine. You tried out YouTube, that's okay. You guys move into another area where you can add a lot more time and energy where your business can benefit because, I mean, your time is valuable. Any entrepreneur's time is valuable. And I don't ever want to suck that energy out of you. YouTube can be like a chore, but a chore that can be rewarding if you have the energy and the personality for it. Because I'd say any personality can fit to it. But again, there's pros and cons to every side. Yeah, I, I see that for sure. And it's hard for me because like, when I make my decision on doing something, like when I decided I was going in on YouTube, like it was just, that was it. That was it. And then every single week, ever since then, I've had a video go out. When you're talking about three months as, you know, really giving it that, that good go and making sure that you're putting content out there consistently, like that's only 12 videos. And yeah, someone might be much. I know someone might be listening to that thinking like 12 videos. That's so much. It's crazy. But but what I have found is uh, I have found something something interesting happens after you get about that 25th video. So like as a general rule, and this is this is a little bit more of a rule of thumb in real estate, I think specifically, if you're going to do any type of prospecting or any kind of marketing and you really want to judge whether or not it's working for you, you've got to give it about six months in real estate before you have enough data to really analyze and see like what's working, what you need to double down on and whether or not you need to pivot. Um, and, and there's something interesting that when I'm working with agents who are trying to do this too, that happens around that, like that 24th, 25th video or about six months in where things really start to like lock and load. Um, and you need at least that much to look back on so that you can start saying, well, these two videos really were breakthrough videos. These got 50% more views. We definitely need to like lean more into this. Um, what kinds of things are you looking for during that time to decide whether or not like, like what content to do more of, or maybe what to pivot into? Yeah. So I, I actually, I know I read, I read this question we kind of discussed in a prior email and I wrote some notes down and I was like gathering stats. And I'm like, da, 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 da. but really, it really comes down to, you really want to create the video that fits your target avatar or target market. For example, if you want to be specifically in real estate, if you want to be a real estate agent that is known for something specific, let's say moving to a city, relocating from other areas. You pretty much just go down your FAQ and you just answer those questions. What is it like 
you know, what are the coffee shops in Colorado Springs? What are things to do here? What are hikes? What is schools like? What are, you know, I don't know, any other thing that would kind of help people get navigate, you know, weighing out whether to move to that city. Or if you want to be known for first time home buyers, maybe doing market updates, uh, talking about what's, you know, first home buyer tips or what to look for in a house when you're touring something. If you want to be in luxury real estate, you got to create some killer walkthrough videos of like houses people want to envy over because you want these luxury wealthy people to be like, yo, this realtor can find some cool houses. I want to work with them. So I think you really got to figure out what you want to be known for. Really identify your target. I'd say target avatar is the YouTube term, which is the target person that is watching your video. You really want to make a video for them. And I'd say I start there and then we can talk about what, what format that is. But that's where I would start. Do you find that agents have a hard time with that? Yes, because they always have like this idea of, I want to attract everybody. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the, the first YouTube creator will tell you is you got to find a niche or a niche, however you want to say it. Um, I, I, <laughs> I have multiple people tell me, correct me. And I'm like, well, I think it's said both ways. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, find your niche or niche and really go into that, lean into it because attracting everybody won't benefit you in you know conversion or people getting to know you authenticity because you're just trying to get everybody on board and that can be in a, almost will counter what why creating video content is so beneficial yeah yeah i agree we talk a lot about the no like and trust factor in real estate i mean it's it's not a little thing that you're asking people to do like if you really like take the thousand foot view on what we're doing in youtube we're we're basically asking strangers to entrust their most costly investment with us kind of almost on just faith. Um, And the only way they can build up that faith that you are the right person is through like watching all these videos. And one thing that I found that's really interesting from the clients who come in is when they come in, what I hear is it's like you were speaking to me. Like, you, you really understood exactly what it was that I was worried about. I feel like you really understand the challenges that we have. And that level of clarity and connection only comes from getting really specific, like you're saying, on that avatar or that ideal client. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So interesting. So in terms of like different um, YouTube strategies, you're doing long form, you're doing short form. What are you experimenting with and what are you seeing that's working really well right now? So, I mean, everybody thinks about YouTube. It's like, oh, I got to make the traditional YouTube video, which is like, I'd say seven to 15 minutes. I mean, you talk, I mean, we've talked about at making sure we get over that. I think the eight minute mark, you get another ad if you're monetizing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd say everybody thinks about that. But the landscape has changed so much, I'd say, in the past uh, three years, pretty much when TikTok came onto the scene and has rocked the short form world. And now, you know, YouTube shorts, uh, TikToks, Instagram reels are now what drives the best reach. So YouTube videos um, have lost a little bit of its, uh, I'd say, a little bit of its appeal. And then long form, I, I mean, again, I started the industry editing podcasts and long form has kind of hit a resurgence simply because 
uh, it's really easy to create a community when you're doing long form like like this, like a podcast. Mm -hmm. And you can always cut this up into short form, which is the best reach. There's like a perfect formula for redistribution when you do a long form video, which is like 45 minutes to 60 minutes. And if you want to go the Joe Rogan way, I mean, power to you over two hours. I don't know if I could watch something like that, but uh, there is a, there is, I mean, obviously with Joe Rogan being so successful, there is a market for that, but I generally don't dabble with that range. Mm -hmm. But so there's classified as three different, you know, areas to create or formats to create content in. And what I'm seeing works the best is a good combo between long form and short form. And then you record your, I, no one's labeled it medium form, but I call it medium form. The medium form as being the YouTube video, uh, as being a separate entity of a story. And I think the hardest one to do is the medium form because that's been around the longest and to do it correctly takes a lot more work. Whereas like a podcast, you can sit down, you can get really good content out of buddy when you're sitting on a couch with a mic with somebody and you can cut really good snippets out of it, which create good short form. But the medium form has to be almost like scripted, edited correctly, a good retention rate with graphics and music and so many other different layers that need to be added to it. But the most, I'd say, influential one for making money as a content creator, for converting leads, for getting buddy to just watch a video on YouTube is the medium form. So if you master it, you're probably benefiting the most. So if I was a new person or a new creator and I was like, I need to start a YouTube channel, I would do, and I want to cover all the bases at first, I would do a live stream that turns into a podcast because live streams also hit the algorithm in a correct way. And then cut that into as many shorts as possible to do reach. And once I get enough of a growth and enough, you know, time to understand that there's enough uh, resources that I can be throwing at the YouTube channel, then I'd start at the higher end production value of a medium form. That would be my path. Interesting. So you would start with like the live stream, very like casual conversations, just like this, streaming directly to YouTube. And then break that down into like the little snippets. Yes, because it it creates live stream. First thing that, that's really cool about live streams, it forces you to be good at content creation because you got to think on the fly. You got to be ready to go. I mean, it's scary. Your first five live streams are probably going to be awful, awkward, and weird. But <laughs> once you've mastered it, you've learned such a great trait. I mean, creating content isn't just about editing and production value. It's also about you being a good communicator and good on camera and comfortable. So live streams force you to do that. And plus you're converting it. I mean, if you're converting that into a podcast, if you're by yourself or talking to somebody or just recording a long form podcast and editing it with like three cameras or one camera, however you want to do it. And then splicing that up because you're, you're, you're hitting two good, you know, points that could get somebody into your community or someone to really like you and relate to you and think you're authentic them is this the reach somebody finds you on the short form you know they're scrolling browse features on tiktok wherever it may be if you're distributing your clips onto every platform they see you and i think oh that, that was kind of funny they might click on your profile they might try to go find your podcast then they watch the whole thing if they watch the whole podcast they're most likely going to subscribe so it's like a two punch hit you get the reach to people to get kind of curious about you then you have the second punch, which then gets them to subscribe. And now they're in your community. Interesting. 
That makes sense. So if I think about, if I think about my journey, my journey was different and I kind of wish that I had done it the way that you're describing. Um, it's, it's hard because I love medium form video, like what you're describing. And that's like the core of my content strategy. When you're a real estate agent and you're creating that kind of content, it can be hard to go deeper and come up with more and more content ideas instead of just recycling the old ones. Cause there's only so many FAQs that you can answer. There's only, only so many market updates that you can have. So I love the idea of having these longer form live streams because something happens after you get, after you're talking for like 15, 20 minutes, after you get through like the, the main, like high level topical stuff, the surface stuff, something happens where you can go into more nuance and the conversation can go a little deeper. And then I feel like that's where those really good little nuggets come that you can take those little clips that end up going viral or just really kind of strike a chord. It's hard to get there in an eight minute video when you're just yeah. trying to quickly deliver value. But if you have that longer form content and that have you have that comfortable conversation that takes you there, I can see how that nuance can kind of just like emerge over time through the conversation. Is that kind of what I'm, what I'm picking up on? Yes. And if somebody's watching it along for them, they're ready to go on that journey. I mean, if you're clicking on a video that has 45 minute listed, I mean, you're either going to be folding laundry while you watch it or listen to it, or you're going to be doing something else probably, Driving. but you're committing to that journey. Mm -hmm. Exactly. A short form or not short for medium form. There's so much more to it. Like you said, because there needs to be such a strict formula to keep somebody to watch, sit and watch it. I mean, hooks yeah. are more important than ever. Uh, retention rate is important as ever. I mean, you talk about short form training people to just, you know, consume short form content that's affecting medium form. I mean, people will test the first five seconds of a video now. And if it doesn't fit what they want or that they're not getting straight to the content, which is why YouTube, I mean, I love intros. I mean, when it comes to like, like HBO shows, the intro is like my favorite part. My wife gets super upset with me because I'll watch every time like succession. I want to watch it. Oh, it's I just so love good. It. oh the production value and the way music, and the music. And editing. It's so great. And you used to be able to do that on your YouTube videos and then create like an environment for that. But that is so gone because of what short form has trained viewers to look for. And like Mr. Beast gets into his video before even like you click on the thumbnail practically. I mean, his thumbnail and everything goes in a journey. I already know like an assassin's trying to kill him or someone's trying to stay in a house like as soon as I click on it because he's just already, you're already there. So that's why I'd say medium form can be the scariest and take the most work. But if you've mastered it, again, it is, it can do wonders for you when it comes to um, making you more money again, lead for conversion, expanding your network of what other products you want to expand into and stuff. Yeah. I love that. I think, I think a good mix makes a lot of sense. And I think regardless, as long as you're doing something consistent, you are developing the skills, right? So, I mean, if you look, even when you and I started, if you look back at some of those skills, I'm very stiff. I'm very slow. My intros are very long. So I think some of the meanest comments that I've gotten on my channel are like, can you get to it? This could have been a three minute video. And I'm like, it was like, it was yeah. like my second video or something. Um, but the more you do it, the more you're developing that skill to your point, the more you're getting comfortable on camera. And I think that's key because 
consumers are always going to tell you what they want to see, right? Like interests are always going to change. Um, what works is going to change. And as soon as you master anything, like the whole algorithm and everything is going to be different, right? So as long as you're focusing on the skill development and really understanding what kinds of content really hits well with your audience, then you just have to have that flexible mindset to kind of stay open to new trends and trying new things. And one thing that we've started with you this in this last year are like the YouTube shorts. I still have no idea what's happening with the shorts. Like it's for me, it feels so foreign and so interesting. And I, as a user, don't, don't totally spend a lot of time on YouTube. And so I didn't even realize that they were a thing, but you were one of those people that almost like shook us by the shoulders. Like we gotta be doing these shorts. And you just like started sending them to us. Mm-hmm. And you're like, this is what we're doing now. Um, and and you have to have that open mindset to try something new in order to stay ahead of the curve. But the skills are what kind of stay foundational to that. Mm-hmm. Really interesting. So, okay, in terms of like, let's say somebody wants to get started and I think that at this point, I don't know, tell me if I'm wrong. I think at this point, if you are a business owner, you have to have a brand that is foundational to your success for any of your marketing to land well today. And I think that the most important way to do that and establish that is video. And I feel like at this point, having a YouTube channel is like non-negotiable, especially with AI and how it's searching the internet to provide answers and recommendations for people. Like, I don't know how we can get around not having a YouTube channel anymore. Do you agree? Or is that just me being existentialist? Yeah, I would, I would have said this even years ago when the most consumable thing on social media was video content because how is, how is somebody even going to find you if you don't have a like video of your service or your, even a product, if you're selling like cookies, like you want people to see it and video is the most, you know, watchable or consumable thing on the internet. So I would say even before that, I would say you have to have a YouTube channel because even it's just a library for content to exist. If somebody even wants to learn more about your brand, um, which is why a lot of people treated it as for a while. It's just, a am just going to upload stuff and it's just to exist. Yeah. And I'd say that's the bare minimum now. Yeah. So, so how do we help agents, agents do that? So I know we've talked a little bit about like getting started. Mm-hmm. Do they need to do the first videos themselves or can they jump right in with you? You've mentioned you've worked with both kinds. Like how do you think that journey needs to look for people who are just getting into it? And I was filming yesterday um, with you at your studio and you had a colleague come in who said like, well, my dad's an agent. I've been telling him that he needs to get into YouTube. Like, what do you say to somebody like that? Who like, you know, it's important for them to do it, but maybe they're just not even sure how to start. Well, I would say, I would say first you got to understand the value of why you're giving time to it. Because if you're just like, I'm just going to try YouTube, then it, it can easily burn you out. I mean, I think the, I mean, you mentioned this at the very beginning, being burnt out is probably the biggest fear when you're starting a journey like this, because as soon as it starts to feel like I have no juice, I, I can't do this anymore. You're going to quit. And then you're, you're off the train. So I, I would say the first thing you got to put in place is protection for yourself. And so like you mentioned, consistency is very important 
I would say put energy into making sure that you're consistent in uh, putting time into the creation of it, not so much into the schedule of it. Because creating good good content, it, it can't just be in a time allotment. I mean, which is really difficult for me in my business of video editing. Sometimes <laughs> one video can take me so long and it's so irritating. But you have to be really consistent in giving that time and energy into it. So if that takes, you know, one day you're editing a video or you're recording a video and you're like, I'm not getting any good content out of this. This isn't is making sense. Or, uh, you know, I feel, I don't feel myself today. And, you know, I, I've had all these reasons of why I couldn't record something for somebody. And I said, that's okay. Uh, let's take it. Let's, you know, let's do it next week. Let's schedule another time for it. But you can't give up the consistency of knowing that it's important and sacrificing the time and energy to try and to continue working on it. Because your upload schedule, you, it can't make or break you. I mean, if you miss a video for your week, you're like, oh, no, I'm going to ruin the algorithm. You won't ruin it. Because creating content is more about, you know, you and being the best version of yourself. Because, uh, you know, retention rates are more important than a schedule. Yes, if you're consistent on uploading youtube will will like that obviously like again it's like a relationship but only the good content is going to spread and be picked up by reach so if you're starting out i'd say really spend time in protecting yourself put things in place to make sure you don't get burnt out and then look at tools to help you do all these things i mean do we want to go into all the ai tools that can help you yeah. or do we want okay cool there's a whole I, mean, I, don't even since... know if, I don't even know of any of them myself. Like I know there's a lot. It's just changing so fast. I can't keep up. Yes. Yeah. Chat ever since chat uh opened up, there's been a whole world of new things that have, you know, which has helped me be able to do more or be better at editing. Uh and so a few tools that are really helpful. Um, obviously, chat is perfect for structure. If one of the biggest obstacles new creators find is what do I talk about? Yeah. And in the, in the past I'd say, well, just look at your FAQ of your target avatar. Like we mentioned, that'll give you your first 10 video ideas. Mm -hmm. But now you can literally ask chat pretty much. Hey, chat, tell me, tell me a video about why people should move to the city. And then it'll list some things. And obviously you, you want to make sure those, the research and stats in it are backed up. You probably need to ask it to cite, but it literally gives you a framework and then you just add your own words to it. Make it sound like you add some humor into it. I might, if I write a video, I might add a little bit of Lord of the Rings memes to it because that's my favorite movies. So, <laughs> you know, you want to twist it to yourself and then that's a video. That's a script. That used to be the hardest part for a lot of people. And it's yeah. literally done in like as little as sometimes five minutes. Uh, but don't just take AI's script totally because uh, one of the downsides of all these new AI tools, when I look at content now, I know exactly when AI is doing it and that I'll identify it and be like that captions was done by AI or because I'm doing research and I'm looking for it or that that's not your language. I know that's <laughs> or whatever, whatever it may be. So you have to use AI to your um, to your benefit versus leaning on it completely. Mm -hmm. so learn AI and master it to make yourself better. So chat's a great one. 
Uh, there's a couple apps that'll cut social media clips out of your out of your long form for you. It'll look for keywords uh, that'll make little shorts. What I've noticed in those apps, like uh, I think um, Get Munch is one, or Video or Video. It's like V I D Y O. Both these kind of do the same thing. They'll look for keywords in a long form podcast format or like a live stream, and it'll cut like maybe like ten snippets, and you can format it to 1080p or or vertical format. Uh, but these, w- what I use these as, if I use them, I use them as more of like a, oh yeah, I forgot about that part. I'll go revisit it in my main edit. I don't lean on it completely because their captions don't look that great. <laughs> and sometimes it'll splice in the middle of a point that I wanted to include in a short. So they're not completely all the way there, but they do help get the ball rolling when you're like, I don't even know how to find a short con- piece of content out of this long form. It helps you... It helps you go. Um, I'd say another, if you're in video editing tools, I mean, there's so many different plugins now. I mean, the one that I use on a daily basis that has rocked my world is called Autopod. I don't know if you've seen videos on this. If you Google it, it's crazy. I edit three camera podcasts all the time because that's what a lot of people in my studio do. I do. They have a host, a guest, have a camera on both of them and cameras on each of them for individual angles. Uh Uh-huh. And I typically do live switching. Um, so I'll, I, I have a, my switcher here. I'll have three cameras and I'll switch back and forth. And if I make mistakes, I'll take notes and whatnot throughout the entire recording. What Autopod does is basically you sync up all the audio and you sync up all the video feeds together, which Premiere and DaVinci, pretty much you can click a button and it does it. This is a more hands-on AI tool. But pretty much you sync it all up and you say you label everything and hit three camera podcast, edit this for me. And to, depending on the wavelengths of your audio, it'll cut it up for a three camera thing. And it'll do it in 45 seconds for like an hour. It's crazy. And it'll live switch it for me. It sounds so good. Is that, so we have, um, I've sent you some, some agents that I've worked with and is, and you've helped like You've helped them understand what gear to set up and then they send you the files and you do the editing with it. Is that those kinds of situations where that, that you're using that in? Yeah. So they'll, so one of the clients actually you refer me to, they send, they do a podcast and a YouTube video, but they do three cameras for each of the recordings because there's, okay. it's a husband and wife. Yeah. And literally. They're so awesome. Are they not? They're so. Yeah, they're, they're, they're great. Yes, it's very good. And they're actually coming They're coming here soon because uh, they're from Colorado Springs. They're actually going to come film in the studio because some of their family's here. So I'm very oh excited gosh. to finally see them in, pe- in person. Yes. Uh, but yeah, that tool, I mean, if you're in the video editing workflow, which one, if you go down this journey, you will be in a video editing workflow. Um, you will face that, oh, I don't know, life's like switching from camera angle to camera angle. It'll literally do it for you if you really ask it to. It's wild. That is so crazy. So, so what if, what if someone's listening to this and they're like, you lost me at three cameras, like one camera is scary enough. (laughs) I can't, that's like, like, that's way too crazy. Um, Can you have a successful channel with just your iPhone? Absolutely. That's my first recommendation. When people ask me about gear, I'd say um, master your phone, learn how to use it to the best of your ability that'll train you to understand equipment better. And so that when you do progress, 
you do know what to look for in every instance of like, what's the next camera to buy or what's the next light to buy or mic. Because when you, there's two things about this that I tell to people. So I'll kind of list through them. One of them is called, I uh, can't remember the, the term of it, but it's pretty much is, it's in my notes. Let me hold on one second. Cause I always call it something different. I learned out there's actually a term for this. Oh, here it is. Gear progression syndrome. Have you heard of this? Uh, no, but as soon as you said it, I feel like yeah, I intuit what it is. Tell me. Yeah. So pretty much it's the shiny object. That's what I used to call it. It's the, I look at the window and I see this brand new Sony FX3 camera. If you even know what that camera is, it looks beautiful. Uh, it creates great 4K footage. I want that camera, but it's like five grand. And you're <laughs> like, well, how am I supposed to start? creating content uh that's buying i don't even know what the full extent of what an fx3 camera can give me so what you have to do is you have to understand that you can't just buy perfection you can't just buy the best product you can't just buy it and expect it to work camera equipment can be not it's not even just camera equipment lighting equipment audio equipment there they take time to learn and understand so the benefit of living in our day and age is that Amazon, all these other places have great uh, beginner I or tech to get you started that sound and look pretty decent. So I, if you're getting started, I would use your phone. You know, the I would say the only downside of using your phone is the audio. And when you're looking at upgrading equipment, audio is probably the most important to upgrade because no one forgives bad audio. Somebody might forgive bad video quality, but they're not going to forgive bad audio. I've learned that the hard way. Uh -huh. And almost every creator will tell you that. So I would say look for a mic that can plug into your phone that has really good reviews. Simple as that. I mean, I think the cheapest one is like 10 bucks. I mean, probably even cheaper now. Uh, use that. Um, I may use multiple phones. So maybe one phone can have your mic and one phone can be on like a tripod or something. That's where I would start. Don't even look at lights. Just have your face be up against a window so you get natural light onto you. That's where I would start. And that's like the cheapest budget ever. Uh, if you're doing talking head, of course. If you're going out in the world and doing other things, you want to add like a live stream, you got to have good internet. I mean, there's other pieces of different types of content. Yeah. But that's where I would start. Absolutely. iPhone. And then as you look into the next steps, always look into beginner camera equipment. Like uh, there's every brand lumix sony canon they always have like these intro vlog cameras sure try those out you know pick a brand i i don't like canon that's just me so i use panasonic and sony cameras and lens um and then but like the i clients come to me and they're like what lens do i get i'm so comp it's so complicated on what to buy and I always tell them, well, if you're thinking about lens, have you have you gotten a camera with just a kit lens and just learn how to use it? And they're like, no. I'm like, well, that's where you got to start because you're not going to understand the value of like a $1,000 lens if you don't even know how to use the cheapest one. Yeah. So uh, I be aware of the gear progression syndrome and just start somewhere. Your videos might not look as good as Mr. Beast, but that's okay because you're getting started. You're learning. And then the second thing, is I kind of mentioned it already in that first one is uh, perfection is almost impossible. Even Mr. Beast videos can be better. 
every video can be improved. It can have better quality. It can have better audio. You can have more edits. You can have more footage, more effects, more sound effects, anything. It can add. There's so many things. I have a hard time finishing a YouTube video because I'll watch it over and I'm like, oh, I could have added that. I could have added that. I could have added that. And another big thing that most of my new clients tell me is if I want to do this, I want to do it right. And that's a big red flag for me mm-hmm. because you're not going to do it right for the first hundred videos, probably. How do you so, get around that? Because I hear that a lot too. And, and it's almost like, so what we say is perfection is a great form of procrastination, right? Like getting mm-hmm. stuck in that mindset is a really convenient way to keep yourself from taking like courageous and bold action. So how do you, how do you, how do you get somebody around that mindset and help them get to a place where it's like, all right, I just need to execute and then worry about the specifics later. Sometimes I'll show them examples of people that are doing a lot with less, Mm -hmm. um, with barely any equipment. I mean, you got people on TikTok making tons of money by just using their phone or not even using awful phones sometimes like <laughs> old Android or something and yeah. they're doing great. Uh, so I sometimes will show them examples of that. And then I also show them, uh, you know, the effects of, like we mentioned, burnt out or burnt out, burnout because perfectionism will lead to burnout. If everything mm-hmm. you want everything to be so pristine and look exactly the way um, that you want it to, you're also, limiting the benefits of creating video content, which video content documents you in a raw form. I mean, yes, you're editing and adding things. I would say editing is only there to support who you are. You play into, you edit to play into your personality, the things that you like, the the way that you are. Editing doesn't fix things. It benefits, it it improves you, it boosts you. So, I would say um, I'm losing my train of thought, but because um, I got so I started thinking about editing. But uh, perfectionism, nothing's gonna be perfect, and so what I actually will tell people too is that maybe just record videos that you don't want to post and just practice. You know, record the phone, watch it over. You're gonna cringe. I cringe. I'll cringe watching this interview over when I look for content to splice up. That's okay. <laughs> That's a part of the that's a part of it. And so, you know, understand that perfectionism is just almost impossible with every video. But again, that's almost the benefit of video. People don't want you to be perfect, especially like my generation. We want it like the most popular videos are when random things happen, fails. And I can't tell you how many streaming fail videos I've watched because it's so entertaining when someone's like, I don't know, leave there's so many different things that can happen when you do a live stream because you're you're live. So like a dog will do something funny or your kid will come in naked or all kinds of things. Do you remember at the beginning of the pandemic when that happened, when that guy was on, he was on some kind of like a, a news network and he was from home. And that was right like in the beginning oh. of the lockdowns. <laughs> uh, yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? When yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. He has the interview. He's literally on like a major news network and his, little two-year-old daughter just blasting through the room in the background dancing. That was like an iconic moment of video. And I think that like, if I look back to my video um, progression, like personally, my journey, 
I feel like things got really fun when I allowed myself to have those little bloopers. And so even now, like <laughs> we'll have conversations when we're videoing or when we're, we're creating video content and I'll say like, Oh God, that was a mess. Leave it in. <laughs> yeah. And we'll just, we'll just leave those in. And it takes a little bit of that burden off because the more loose you can be, if I'm really stiff and if I'm really kind of second guessing every word that's coming out of my mouth, it's not fun. There's so much friction and it's really hard. But as soon as I allow myself just to kind of be me, you know, mm -hmm. flaws and all, it's always, it's not only a lot more fun, I do find it makes the content a lot more relatable. I never really thought of it the way that you, the way that you framed that though, of it being the point of video. The point of video is to allow that full human experience to come in. Whereas mm -hmm. a lot of people think that the point of video is to be able to remove it. That's really interesting. Yeah, yeah, because like I mean, I mean, you you know Instagram more than most people. I mean, you know it way more than I do. But back in the day, that the you wanted that pristine feed. You want everything to look the same, match everything, have the like a brand, and that that still might be important. But we've seen it, and I I almost think you almost got to stay up with the trends. And the trends right now is like you got to be real. Yeah, yeah. No, I totally agree. I love that. So, so let's do just as we're wrapping this up, because um, I could talk to you for hours. I want to make sure I'm a good steward of your time, though. Um, and this has been a really fun conversation so far. So I'm I'm so appreciative of you being so generous with your time and your knowledge and your experience and coming on for this convo. For those who are listening to this and they're wanting to take the next step, what is like the best piece of advice that you could give somebody who? Um, either needs to get back into the video or they want to get into it the first time. Hmm. I would say dream up some goals. I'd say have like, start with like, you're like, Oh, if I was a content creator or if I was getting so many leads from YouTube that I didn't have to door knock or do any of these things. I'd say have like, have like a amazing goals, you know, medium goals and like, goals for like the next three months you know i like i want 100 subscribers which is like really that's easy to attain uh i'd say and get excited about it because you're not going to do this without excitement uh and you got to be wanting to do it because if you don't want to be on youtube don't be on youtube because <laughs> you're not going to create good content and i'd say that's where a lot of people struggle is the motivation uh yeah you you know, you can learn how to add it into your schedule. Everybody can do it. I mean, I have two kids at home. I'm trying to work in how to record my own content for my company. You can do it. It's the motivation that'll limit you. So I'd say if you're just getting started, really focus internally and make sure you have the energy to really, you know, see what sticks. I love that. So for those who want to learn more about what it's like working with you, how can they find you? Uh, you can go to my uh, website, uh, vid, v -I -D content, C-O-N-T-E-N-T -E dot X-Y-Z. Uh, that's where you can find, we can find my company. My I just redid my website, so it's a little fresh. Uh, but that's where you'll find me. You can contact me. There's pages. You can schedule a tour if you're in Phoenix, or you can schedule, uh, you can hit the message page, and we'll, um, we'll schedule a Zoom call. We'll kind of get going and I, I do free consultations. So uh, you can just pick my brain about, hey, what should I do with podcast? Should I do short form? Should I be on TikTok? Do you think TikTok will be around for a while? 
I don't know, but I'll tell you what I think. And I, you can pick my brain a little bit and then we'll talk about if you really want to work with me, we'll talk about next steps and maybe what packages plans. And uh, the nice thing with working with me too, is that I more focus on, I have, if you look at my website, you'll see pre-packages that you can kind of like, oh, you can do a podcast episode a week and stuff like that. But everybody's content strategy might be a little bit different. And so I really design packages around you and what you're trying to achieve. If you want to do one video a month, we can do that. If you want to do five a, a week, it might look a little weird, you know, like long form videos. It might be tough. I might tell you the benefits and con or pros and cons of doing that, but I can do it and we'll design it on what you want to do. I love that. Guys, if you're listening to this, absolutely check out Zeke, check out XYZ Media. It's been years that we've been working together at this point. And the like before and after of my content strategy, my confidence on camera, the comfort that I have with knowing that I've got the right pros in my corner to help me execute on what for me is kind of a demanding content schedule, but something that at this point is so routine, so doable. It has absolutely changed every facet of all of my businesses and our brands here in the Phoenix area. Um, so definitely check out Zeke. I want to acknowledge you for sticking with me through this time, <laughs> through, through this whole journey. It's been a lot of fun to watch everything grow. And, and you've been there with me for my channel from like literally almost zero to 20K plus subs. Which is I was going to say, I was going to congratulate you on this. You're you're over 20K. I think you're at 20, you went 20,100 right now. So and you're at a steady rate and you have not stopped the train of content, <laughs> which is so awesome. That's hard to do. Well, it's, it's a lot easier when I know I've got like the people who support me and help me. So like you're, you're a huge part of that. Gisela who helps produce the show and get everything organized is a huge part of that. So it started with just me, but like over time we built the team and you are a huge cornerstone of that too. So I could not do it without you. So definitely guys, as I said, check Zeke out. Um, I'll have all the details in the show notes as well. Um, and you work with people here locally and across the U.S. too. So um, there's really no reason not to not to make it happen. Awesome. Yep. Check me out. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining me, Zeke. Um, really appreciate it. This was a great chat. I had a blast. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in. A high five on taking some time to invest in yourself and in your business. If you're looking for more, head over to the show notes to find all the details and links to resources mentioned in this episode of the Market Authority Show. And if you're looking to find a new crew of like-minded pros to ask questions and bounce ideas off of, head over to themarketauthorityacademy.com to join my exclusive community on Facebook, check out my latest free masterclass and tons of bonus content, or apply to my mentorship program to learn how I can help you triple your business this year. Until next time, keep on crushing it.